Hi, this is Luna. During this week's episode of Tales from the Tavern, one of our panel guests suffered a medical emergency that affected his speech at the beginning of the recording and ultimately caused him to drop off the panel unexpectedly. I'm happy to report that he is fine, with no long-term problems caused by it. However, for the continuity of the conversation, this portion of the show has been left in the recording. Now, grab your drink, sit back, and relax with this week's Tales from the Tavern. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of this week's Tales from the Tavern. Um, I know it it always catches the uh, the group off guard because I'm always like, we're live. And they're like, oh, my God, because <laughs> they don't hear me right up until I start talking. So, um, so yeah, so here we are. I've got a great group of people. Uh, I know I say that every week, but every week it's true. And so uh, I'm going to have everybody go around and just do a quick introduction. Tell us a little about who they are and uh, where we can find you on social media. So Star Shinobi, we're going to start with you. I'm Star Shinobi. You can find me at Star Shinobi on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I am nowhere near as talented as other people in the community, but I like to put out little uh, magic items that are useful to pseudo-useful uh, under the hashtag daily D&D magic. Hashtag not so daily. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, I'm just here and I like to talk about D&D, so let's get to it. Woo-hoo! Well, thank you so much for uh, for coming on. I know everybody's schedule is crazy busy and, and I appreciate you taking time out of yours to come and hang out with me tonight. <laughs> Um, next, we are going to go to Atomic Zero. Hey, everybody. I'm Atomic Zero. I'm a smally part-time Twitch streamer and, uh, I guess, full-time TTRPG person. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can catch me on uh, the Astropubs channel for the Spice Much Roll, which I've been playing two seasons on. You can follow me at uh, my own channel, which is twitch.tv slash Atomic Zero, on the Twitters at TTV underscore Atomic Zero. I'm also one third of this lovely shared experience. Experience, I guess, would be the right way of saying it. <laughs> uh, which uh, we have the what the Star Wars show coming up uh, probably after the turn of the year, which I will be running. So that'd be one of our next shows we have going, which I'm super excited for. I am super excited for that too. It's been a long time coming, and I cannot wait. So that should be great. Yeah, uh, I missed the uh, initial debut of Tales because of that was the week my power or no, my internet decided to go out. So that was great. <laughs> yeah, he was supposed to come and hang out with us that week. So I'm glad we were able to to eke him in tonight. Um, yes, exactly. It was good. It was it was all good. Uh, next, we are going to go over to uh, you've seen him around as both Rocket Heart and Press X to Jump. So tell us a little about you. <laughs> Hi there. I'm a uh, I'm. Uh, I'm known as uh, Presence Jump. Uh, I'm known as uh, on uh, on uh, trip uh, on uh, chop uh, on yeah yeah. I'm on uh, yeah. 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 What Wolf said in chat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
Well, you can see us see him hanging around in our Discord. Uh, he is a frequent visitor to the to the shared experience Discord, and uh, we're very glad that you were uh, were able to come on tonight. So we can talk. Yeah. We can talk nerdy. Um, and let's see next. Oh, yeah, next we have Andrew. Hi, I'm Andrew with the uh, the First Watch, which is a D&D web series on YouTube, uh, an actual play web series. Uh, you can find us at First Watch Show on Twitter and Instagram, uh, and then, of course, on our YouTube channel. Yeah, I'm excited. I was I was just telling Andrew beforehand, it's always really nice. I haven't had the chance to, to catch up with the YouTube series yet, so it's always really nice when I can put a face to the name after conversing with someone on Twitter for a long time. So um, I'm really glad you're here. And you've seen her art every Wednesday night on Fifty Shades of Crimson. It's Knox. <laughs> Hi, I'm Knox. Uh, you know me usually better as Knox Batty. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, Tumblr, uh, Reddit, uh, literally everywhere as Knox Batty. Like, if it's not Knox Batty, it's not me. Um, <laughs> and if it's not any of the ones that I've listed, it's also not me. Um, yeah, I do art for streams, podcasts, like supplements, you know, personal, you know, gifts and stuff. Uh, yeah. And that's basically what I do. I'm just an artist that loves D&D and I'm super excited to spend the night with these people. Yeah, I am very excited that you're here. So yes, like I said, um, uh, Knox did all of our character art for our Wednesday night stream. So if you haven't had the chance to see um, what she does, I highly recommend you check her out on any of the social media she's listed, or you can also um, check out uh, what she did for our characters uh, on Wednesday night. They actually rotate through all the characters. Um, artwork is right on the main screen, so you can see it. So um, yeah, well, let's dive right into the conversation, shall we? I have uh, a question that I'm going to start with and then chat. If this is your first time here, um, our whole conversation revolves around questions from you guys. So please feel free to throw questions into the chat. Uh, we have moderators that will help make sure that we see them all. And um, we'd love to know, you know, what you want to know from from all of our guests. But the first question that I have is, if you could learn one cantrip in real life, which one would you choose? That is a good one. <laughs> My answer is always the same on this. Guidance. That's a good one. <laughs> Tell me what way to go. <laughs> Tell me what I need to do. Guidance. I feel like prob- mending is a very... Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to play. No, no, go ahead. Um, go, ahead. Like go ahead. Go ahead. You started. I feel like mending's a really underrated, like, everyday cantrip. Like the amount of crap that I break, like on a regular basis, that I could just fix. I do want to know if it would extend to like helping with my vehicle, etc. Probably not, but uh, I, I at least give it a shot. I'm torn between friends and mage hand because I think one would just be fun, then one's useful. <laughs> I would I would stick to press digitation. Yeah, that's for sure. Classic. Just because, like, ah. I can just I can just clean my room, lickety split, and yeah. I'm like, I don't have to do. You got yeah. Yeah. Dishes need to get done. Uh, press the digitation. Done. I don't have to worry about the pile of dishes yeah. that's been yeah. piling up in my kitchen. Yeah, let's not talk about the pile yeah. of dishes piling up in the kitchen right now. One hundred percent, it would be press digitation. It would be uh oh yeah yeah uh, uh yeah yeah. 
paying my bills. Uh, yep, there you go. <laughs> I don't think that's how presentation works. Yeah, but it sounds good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I I I'm seeing like different people. Yeah, I'll take pressed digitation so I never have to do the dishes again. I actually don't mind doing dishes. Yeah. I wouldn't use it for that, but definitely for cleaning, like everything else. Yeah. I, I feel like if it's since it's a cantrip, you can just use it every other second. I wouldn't stop using it. Well, that's like, true. There's like yeah. no excuse not to use it. But but here's the thing though, because you can use press digitation for like so much. It doesn't have to be just cleaning, right? right. You're like, I want to light some candles today. There they are. I don't have to find the lighter. Right. Oh, I forgot to close the door. Oh, it's closed now. Yeah. Open it's the a windows. fair point because yeah. the amount of like times that I'm like looking for a lighter or looking for you know, just those like tiny everyday annoyances. Mm-hmm. It just it just takes care of all of them. Exactly. It it's a multi. I'm gonna change my answer. Ooh. I'm gonna change my answer. Yeah. I gotta go press digitation. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, Nick, who is yeah. Relic uh, in chat, just said, yeah, prestidigitation can also heat up your coffee. That's Brilliant! True. Yeah. No That's hot, it! Yeah, no more cold never, never have cold coffee again. Never have cold or, coffee. No, alternatively, never. get yourself a cold brew. There you go. <laughs> you want some cold tea, baby? There you go. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing. All right. Oh, That's it. What? Yeah. That's it. Show's over. We're going home now. We've had this conversation. <laughs> that's it. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm sticking with my guidance answer out of principle. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Um, that's totally good. <laughs> yeah, I, it was funny actually because when I was thinking about what question I wanted to start with, I always try to start with a different question, you know, every so often, and and I'm like, I'm like, all right, yeah, I could ask about cantrips, and then I'm like. I don't even remember which spells are all cantrips. Like, there's only like the select ones that everybody uses, well, and it uh, depends on the uh, system uh, too. Yeah, the things that I've heard you ask is, um, uh, uh, do you have to ask uh, your uh, your at and uh, Do your ask uh, have to be the same? Yeah, yeah. The one about my dice. Yeah, I asked that one a lot, so I was yeah. like, I should probably steer away from steer away from a question about my dice tonight. Yeah. Real question: Has anybody answered the in real life? Could I have thaumaturgy? Oh <laughs> no. I don't feel like anybody picks thaumaturgy. I, I don't. I, like I don't even see use for it unless you're oh, like. God. An announcer for like something. Yeah, it, it's right? like a meme cantrip. If, yeah. like, if you want to do it, or if like you're a boss or a school teacher, it'd be good to have like exactly. Like if you're if you're like in a position where you need people to listen to you immediately. Yeah. Or if you're a bad cook and need to immediately open all the windows to let all the yeah, smoke out. Like, yeah. yeah. So every I parent my ever, order yeah. Yeah, every to get their kids ever. to listen to them. So hey. so. I mean, this, this also then brings on the question, like, can you switch them out? Because once your kids hit 18, you don't need thaumaturgy anymore. Which cantrips. Cantrips stay with you forever. Exactly, right? So you have to think about it. Yeah, if you level up enough, though, you get more. That's true. That's yeah. true. So maybe when your kid hits 18, you've leveled up in parenting and get <laughs> another cantrip. <laughs> you, get you get one it's more. Like you don't have, like, little tiny, like, slaves with you anymore. My kid's like seven, and I don't think I've leveled up at all. So I'd love to know when this when this jump happens. My kid's twelve, and I'm wondering the same thing. So, 
digitation still might be a better cantrip for parents. You know, I'm actually thinking that's the case because the number of times that I say, could you please just put your trash in the garbage can? Like, is not... Yeah. But here's the thing, though, right? Like, I, and I mean, maybe maybe this just, like, speaks to how I would be a parent, which I don't want to be. Let's just start there. But if I ended up having kids and I had prestidigitation, I would, out of principle, not use it just because then that would make them lazy. It could be like, oh, but you can just, like, poof it away. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah. It's not about that. That's not how I works. can if I wanted to. I'm asking you to do it because you're supposed to do it. Good they get mage hand to keep on poking them or slapping them. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, now I, I want to... Well, I'm not planning on having kids, so I'm sticking with, uh, with presentations. I'm good. <laughs> and this might be a flavor thing, just person by person, but I'm curious how you would run or how you think prestidigitation would work. Like, is it magically that the dirt or the, the trash is gone or does it like Mary Poppins itself and like pick itself up and move? <laughs> Actually <to> dances. <laughs> As a DM, I say it dances. Yeah, it has to. <laughs> I, I like agree. that. I agree. It definitely dances. I, I, would, I would prefer it to just be gone. I just don't want to see it. Just like, <laughs> yeah, just, uh, just I see it gone. Yeah. Better. What if instead of a Roomba, you had a mimic that just went around eating your trash? Ooh. Ooh I like this. <laughs> like a pet that mimic. So that little cage on the side. And like, oh, three o'clock, time to clean. It's like, it, door opens up and it says like, hark, hark, hark. The Roomba is it just goes a mimic. around eating it, then it goes back into its cage when it's done. That's so cute. I love the Roomba's it. a mimic. I, oh my god. So yeah. Star, when that is that well. gonna make it into your uh your list? <laughs> You're welcome. I, I'm not I wanna create her credit. No, no, no. <laughs> uh and and Wolf's blood uh put, put the question in chat. He said, Can Mage Hand be manipulated to duplicate a gib slap? If yes, yes. that's what I'm taking. <laughs> Good. The answer well the better part be if, if you had one parent that could cast Shrink, another parent could pick up the child with Mage Hand and just throw them where they want them. <laughs> right. I think that counts as a We lost someone. Uh-oh. We lost X. We Uh-oh. Lost X. We lost X. Well. Well. Well, I'm still in my spot, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're all, all good. I'm still in my yeah. spot. Andrew's still where he's supposed to be, so... It's just me. Sorry, Star Knox. And Stars is gone. Oh. <laughs> I mean, Maybe Knox, if you lean like over this. a little, you can become, yeah. uh, you can be press X and. Yeah. I think Star, if you, if you got to the other corner of your screen, you might be able to get a hand in. <laughs> what? <laughs> There's one corner of your screen that shows. There it goes. Yep. Just saw you. Oh, yep. You're splitting. Oh, yep. <laughs> oh, we can share the screen. My stream is apparently much slower because X is still on my stream. <laughs> yeah, it's mine is very slow as well. Mine is running ridiculously slow. That's all right. Um, but I feel like if you had, if you had, uh, <laughs> yeah. if you had, if you had message though, you wouldn't need a cell phone. You could just do it mentally. Ooh, <laughs> or just that, just annoy people. That That's nice. true, but it only works at a certain distance. At a certain though. distance. Mm, It'd be true. fun if you like if you're in like a Starbucks or something. Be like, you forgot my order. You forgot my order. You forgot. Oh my order. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that for sure. But that's see, like that's bold that's to assume that I'm using my phone to call people. That's I'm not true. using yeah. my phone to call. Anybody. Not just that. Mental texting. Yeah. No, not just like that, but just like. Yeah. I would never do that to a service person because that's a guaranteed spit oh, be terrible, yeah. in but... your food. <laughs> All right. 
I'm going to point out I am a religious person, but I'm going to make the joke about this. You go to the okay. nasty religious people and be like, Karen, this is God. Stop it. <laughs> Get your shit together. <laughs> See, yes. And that's, and that's yes. where thaumaturgy would come in hand. Yeah. Uh-huh. There we go. And even at that big booming voice, it'd be like, Karen, shut the fuck up. <laughs> So you've obviously taken the cantrip, and then you need to show me how. <laughs> I have spoken. Oh my gosh. Uh, so changing gears and yet also staying topical, uh, what voice changer are you using? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I use voice mod combined with a stream deck for easy access. Nice. There's I've used sorts- voice mod too, and I think there's, it's fantastic. There's all sorts of stuff in here. You can be in a cave. Hello? <laughs> Guys, this is a fun one. I've used this in, in, during a game. Yeah. I've used both of those during a game. Especially when I'm playing a god. Like, uh, I had a cleric in one of my games, so I always use, like, the voice I just used for Bahamut. So, just be, <laughs> just be easy. Yeah. I, <laughs> you need um, to enunciate something. I used it. I played a fate-accelerated game, but I modified it so that I was playing a mouse folk. And, oh, um, mouse folk. Hold on. Hold on. There's, there's one actually called Chipmunk. Where is it? Where yes. Is it? Where is it? And that's what I used. <laughs> Hello, it's me. I'm a Hitman. Yep. Oh no. And that's like we need that for our mixum game. Yeah, I love it so much. Yeah, that's what my character used. Uh, like Your the whole time, yeah. it was pretty great. I um I have voice mod, but I've never actually managed to get it to work. So I've never used it. Can it can be tricky. You have to get the right lines together. Yeah. I, I think it, it's more of a technical thing. It's like you have to. So here here's a, a an atomic helpful hint. But basically, you have to get if you get all your inputs right, you basically just set the voice mod output to everything, and it, it makes it a little bit easier. I have to play around with it. Yeah, I mean, it's not too bad once you find like the right inputs and outputs. It's all a virtual thing. But then you have some really nice ones. And herein, we get into the first difference between my YouTube show and streaming because all my mods are done in post. <laughs> I record things and then get to tweak them as much as I want. In editing, yeah. which is yeah. a blessing and a curse. There's like lately, I've had so much editing on my plate that I've been like wishing I was a streamer so that I could just be like done. Once that's I'm the done. nice thing about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think both have their pros and cons, right? Because then it's like, okay, if something goes wrong on stream, you're like, well, there it is. But then if something goes wrong for the YouTube, you're like, I could just edit it out. It's fine, right? So it's like it's it has its pros and cons. Yes. Yeah, I can just edit it out. Aka, yeah, the amount of crap that we fixed in our show that no one has any know any idea mm-hmm. went wrong is very large. Yeah, so yeah, when I used to do my podcast, that was the best thing. We did everything in post. We there'd be times we, we would mess up the intro four to five times and be like, nope, nope, cut, rewind. Okay, nope, cut, yep, rewind again. But when we swapped it to Twitch all the time, and then it was just like every episode was a live blooper wheel. So it was just like, eh, can't do anything now. Yeah, I uh, I was on a, a one shot with someone the past weekend, and we actually had to cut it off because the capture wasn't working. Oh, no. Yeah. Was, thank God we weren't streaming. <laughs> but at the same time, it's also like, okay, we got to go back now. But hey, that's more just more D&D. So. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to yeah. complain about that. Yeah, I um I hate it when that happens. And uh, and honestly, um speaking of of images, I'm in the process of moving you all around. So if I look like I'm mm-hmm. doing something, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. I'm moving you all back into your appropriate spaces. Yeah, I, I noticed that uh, 
I was shifted back into my spot, so I'm like, okay, I don't have to lean anymore. Yes. My spine. <laughs> I noticed my face is visible again. Yes, I wanted to make sure everybody could see you and your it's very awesome you faces. It's very important. It is. Um. So let me. Have we figured out what happened to? No, I don't think nope. so. No, not sure. Yeah, you just popped off. You guys are going to see a very what? big image pop up in front of the screen in a second, and that's just because oh, I'm... I got stats. <laughs> I'm putting him yeah. in. He's going to sit in. He's going to sit Correct. in in the back. wonder if his internet popped out. That's no, what I'm wondering. He disconnected a couple times as we were all getting ready, so yeah. Yeah, that may have been the issue. Hey, everybody. So welcome to the stream. <laughs> uh, no, don't, pay attention. don't pay attention to anyone behind the screen. It's fine. Yeah, it's all good. Just, uh, go about go about your day. Just go about okay. your stuff. Sorry, sorry yeah. for the dragon that's like floating around in front of you all. There Any he is. Any questions on how to live manipulate a stream as you go? Uh, right, Luna can take them. Here we go. So this actually is a great question. So we do, as you can see, uh, a lot of stuff on the fly on stream. Um, there, press X to jump is now my god stats dragon. So there you have it. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> like oh my gosh okay um so uh andrew you do stuff on youtube so are you doing it live on youtube or are you recording it and then uploading it everything's pre-done um so we film around a table well before covid we would film around a table um and with multiple cameras and then i would bring that in and do a multi-cam edit i'd add sound effects um you know sometimes we do miniature shots um, since COVID, we've continued that approach just via remote. Mm-hmm. So everybody involved, um, well, everybody involved with content that's been released so far has been filmmakers um, within my circle. So we've all had our own access to cameras and stuff like that. So we jump on a web call similar to this, but still be recording with our you know cinema cameras. Yeah, I edit all that together. Okay, we've started doing some recordings where it's more like Zoom based, and that's been great because it's opened up the ability to talk and play with people from around the world. Um, and so those will look a little different. They'll look more like a stream with overlays and everything still pre-recorded, still edited down. We'll do B-roll shooting with miniatures down the road. Can you hear my guinea pig going crazy behind me? Yeah. She's just like, <laughs> a <little> bit, but... <laughs> it's a good she decided now was a great time to get some runs in, but yeah, it's, it's all, it's all done, um, ahead of time. And so like, I'm sitting on like three different mini series right now that I'm working on editing. So it's a, it's a lot, but it's fun. That's cool. Yeah, that's it's neat. I mean, I kind of like I like the idea of being able to pre-record stuff so that way like you could almost end up with a backlog, but at the same time, I don't know. I think one of the things that I really like about being live is being able for us to have the uh the chat interaction, especially on a stream like this. So, um yeah. It I we do miss out on kind of that interactive element. I think that's something that we're searching for with, with doing a, a pre-recorded show is like finding that audience and connecting with them because there is um, just, you know, we make our stuff and then we push it out and we hope people watch it, but we don't get that live back and forth like, mm. like streamers do. Yeah. Um, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Hmm. And just a reminder, chat too, speaking of, don't forget uh, if you have questions for anybody on the panel, um, any type of uh, TTRPG question or uh, or nerdy stuff in general, you know, feel free to drop them in chat and we will answer them as we see them. Um, we are we are 
pretty open to talking about all kinds of TTRPG stuff. So, um, yeah. Um, well then I'm going to, I'm going to pull up another question for you guys. And my question is, um, what other, other than what you produce, is there any other D and D or TTRPG content that you listen to or watch or are, um, anything like that podcast or anything like that, that you guys follow? There's not enough time in the day for as many as I want to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but my big ones that I, at least I pay attention to, are Critical Role. Um, Haggis and Dragons is another one that I've gotten into. If you guys haven't met Haggis Patty, you need to. <laughs> um, and then Dragon Wings Pod is another one. Yes! a great one to listen to. I had Ian um, on my original season of this show. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yep. Um, obviously, there's Shannon in Paradise. And uh, the Paradise RPG group. Mm -hmm. uh, I've just started to get into those guys, so I have a huge backlog. They're awesome. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and then I would be hard-pressed to not talk about uh, Monsters and Multiclass. It's not yeah. a live play, but Monsters and Multiclass is literally my favorite podcast in the entire world. That's awesome. <laughs> it helps me be a more dangerous DM. <laughs> That's great. And if you don't know what they are, essentially every episode they go through a multi-class combination and then they deep dive into a lore of a monster so that you can kind of see what pairings work. If you do a multi-class, like what subclasses work best with each other. If you're at high levels, like you want to go seven into monk and eight into warlock, or what do you want to do for those combos? Mm -hmm. um, and then for DMs, they tell you like what a monster is and what the background is and a good way to use it. So yeah. I've been listening to them since the beginning and I can't hype them enough. <laughs> That's awesome. Any others? Say, uh, I've also was on the Paradise Train. Other ones that I do are Verbal Components. Uh, I love what uh, Matt and all them do over there. Uh, I watched a lot of Roll For It in the past, and I've been inconsistent with it, but I've been with Roll For It. Also, do the Critical Role. I feel like it's kind of obligatory at this point. Uh, roll For It. I did uh, Encounter for a little while, Encounter RPG, uh, which is another Twitch channel. And I'm blanking on what Lawful Great, right, Luna? Um, the one that Ben does. Isn't that oh, Lawful, Lawful Great, Great uh, Adventures. Adventures, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love them. That's the only one I'm actually caught up on. I'm like uh, trying yeah, to. I have, I have a big backlog. Mm. Uh, yeah, I was taking notes at the same time when Star was talking. It's like, okay, this one, new tab. This one, new tab. I'm just, I'm just writing it all on a notepad. I'm like, I'll open it all later. I'll look for it later. Yeah. I have a cheat sheet notebook next to me because I always get ideas from here. So not even kidding. I legit, well, it's, you can't even see, I was going to pick it up, but I actually have it like one of those massive binder clips holding it in place right now. But I actually have a massive like notebook that I keep next to me and in it, I write the date who was on the stream and then all the games or shows that we talk about that I need to go back and look at. So <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, Crit Roll, of course. Um, Dimension 20 and Relics and Rarities yeah, were, were two 20. that were yeah. I really enjoyed, and they were big influences for us because they were the you know the pre-recorded multicam thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But like other podcasts, I really love. I really love Chosen Ones, um, mm. which is uh, on another. We kind of got in contact with them because they're also on YouTube. But like they've got like kind of a cool pseudo anime vibe and just like a really cool story. Um, people who have fun i don't know they're just they just kind of have like all the little check boxes for for what i love about podcasts nice um i'm into i mean i haven't I've, i haven't really had much of a chance to just sit down and listen to stuff anymore um 
but I was really, really big into the Adventure Zone. Um, I kind of lost the plot a little bit with graduation. I, I, I'm kind of just waiting for it to just finish so then I could just sit down and binge. Like, I don't want to, oh, like, when I have a chance, I'll just sit down and, and, um, and listen to them. I haven't really gotten into Critical Role just because, like, it's long. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah, and I love them because I, I started on, on season one, but then I fell behind and I was like, I'm never going to get through this. This is too many hours. And then they started season two and I'm like, I should have started when they started. It's too late now. I'm dead. Um, but uh, I'd be hard pressed not to say my boys from afar. Yes. Um, love, love them. Love their content. Like, and, and it's not even just because they're my friends now, but like, you know, just the content that they have is really, really like top notch altogether. If you haven't listened to it, highly recommend it. Absolute banger. Um, the boys and Goyle from uh, Know Your Role also. I mean, they also have a banger show. You know, you can't can't deny it. I haven't quite gotten into Paradise just yet. I watched like I watched the first stream, and then I've just kind of again like lost the plot. Like I've had so many things to do that I've just like lost track. So like now I'm like adding to this list of new. Uh, things to listen to and i'm like cool i'm never gonna have time (laughs) to do anything um i was i was listening to wizards and wine a little while ago it's these ladies that they're just drinking wine while they're playing D &D, and it's really really funny i love that um i will be checking that one out (laughs) yeah 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 they're like they're like drinking as they play so sometimes like you know shit goes crazy but um what else there was another one that i was listening to i don't remember but yeah, that's that's kind of like the gist of where I'm at right now. I just haven't really had much of a chance to um, follow through with all of these because you know. Problem was, happens. I always listen to them in the car. Yes, yeah. COVID yep. went down. It's kind yeah. of like I haven't had time because I'm like I'm just looking at my podcast right now. I'm like, oh, all of these say, do you want to start downloading again? It's like, oh no. <laughs> Because there's yeah. ones on here yeah. that I want to listen to, like I said, Paradise RPG, getting into that mm-hmm. one a little bit more. Finally get into Roll Britannia. Um, there's a, one mm-hmm. called Sons of the Fathers, which is apparently a really good Call of Cthulhu one. Ooh. Ooh. But it's like, I just, I don't have time. <laughs> yeah, there's well, that's how a- I got through Critical Role was, was my commute. commute yep. And getting yeah. a couple yeah. hours each day of that in. And you're right. It's like, there's so many great shows. And and I'm so glad they've been going on for so long, but you're looking at a backlog of 50 to 100 episodes, and it's it's like, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, because I, I, I usually treat all of these as, like, a podcast anyway, like, because mm-hmm. I'll usually draw while I listen, but then it's like, there's only so many hours in a day where I can just sit and draw and listen. Um, So it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough to, like, balance all these out, because, like, I want to give them all love and attention but it's just not possible yeah we know so many people who are in these it's like i want to support you in every single way i can but i don't have the time and then other people have kids how do you have yeah. time with kids on top of and we're all making our own content too i'll tell yeah, you i'll tell you how you do it with kids you get your kids to listen to them also yeah <laughs> yeah we would have figured that one out that's it I have I've I talk about it all the time. My daughter now will listen to the Lawful Great Adventures podcast without me. So it's now a conversation with her. Are you caught up on the latest episode? Did you hear what happened? <laughs> That's so great. I love that. Yeah. That's the only reason why I would want a gremlin, you know? Well, you can borrow mine whenever you want. <laughs> I'm telling you, being an aunt is fantastic. Yeah. 
Yeah, I guess because you have like the the benefits of having the kid around, but then the not the responsibility. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, I a lot of the ones that you guys mentioned are like part of my backlog. Um, like I said before, I'm caught up. Uh, Lawful Great Adventures is the only one that I'm caught up on. Um, I'm currently working through my backlog of Dice Populi, which is really cool. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that one, but it's all They're really good. Yeah, all of the people that play it are all DMs, so the DMs rotate through different story arcs. Um, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, it's really neat. Um, and that's a 5e, that's a 5e actual play. And then, um, I also really like, um, verbal components. The guys at verbal Mm -hmm. components are just, you know, fun and silly. Um, and then, um, plot hooks is a good one too. That's another great podcast. So (laughs) I know (laughs) star and I are one. (laughs) we have to we have to do like a second recording because we had some technical difficulties but, yes you know. yeah i was <laughs> so on, we're like i was D&D, whatever. right oh darn yeah i got to do one with them a few uh well i guess it was a few months ago now but um and that was a ton of fun so yeah it's good times good times um well we did have a couple questions in from chat so i want to um start to get to those so braids blades asked on the voice mod theme so we're backtracking a little bit um, where do you get great music to help with TTRPG games or sound effects? Uh, my first one was always, I, I started with Battle Bards. Battle Bards is usually a good one, if you don't mind dropping some money on it. They have really solid music and uh, soundscapes, so it's like ambience music. Uh, you know, Old Haunted Cave or Human Marketplace, anything like that. I use them quite a bit. Uh, next one is just when I need something in a pinch. YouTube, you can use bots to play YouTube music right into if you're doing your game through Discord or anything else like that. Um, occasionally, I find some on SoundCloud, but uh, I know there's a lot of official ones out there. I just haven't gotten a chance to like, explore a lot of them because I know like, you can find like uh, TTRPG ambient uh, ambience like uh, CDs and things like that, but I just haven't checked them all out. I don't really have. Ooh. <laughs> no, I, I mean mine's gonna be short anyway because like I don't have any content like that. I don't do like um, uh, like you know podcasts or, or shows or anything. Um, but whenever we do play D anD D, usually we'll just do like um, uh, yeah, like the bots in the in the chat um, and stuff, and then um, occasionally we'll go into like Spotify because sometimes people have already built like D anD D playlists on there, so we'll just like toss in like Spotify. And then we'll just do like a like a group listen type of thing, and that's kind of how we go with it. Um, but I would assume that you know, like if you have a show, you'd probably want either original content or like you know, uh, the what's that called? Free stuff. Licensing free or licensing <laughs> free? Yeah, yeah. I guess that brings up a good point because if you're if it's a home game, you can use whatever. You can use Skyrim music. You could use you know Pillars of Eternity music. You can do whatever you want. If you're trying to do something on Twitch or YouTube, yeah, it has to be either, you know, something you create or something that you have uh, approval for. So that, that is a big difference. Yeah, for the show, we use um, a lot of stuff from Envato Elements, which is great because it's like, you know, 30 bucks a month. And I, so I buy like one month of it and then <laughs> I get everything I need for that month and then I cancel my subscription. <laughs> but um, but you, the trick with that is you have to like license everything per video you use it in so mm-hmm. if i'm going to use it like the same sound effect for seven episodes i just need to like generate seven licenses so it's a little annoying but 
for the price, it's really worth it. Um, we are, you know, very grateful to have you know a composer on our team who does a lot of our theme music. Um, but then, yeah, I mean, like for home games, that is my big, big weakness. Is like I'm a when I'm DMing, I cannot think about music for whatever reason. Mm. Um, so I I tell my players like somebody be the music person, like get it on your phone, <laughs> get it going. That's your job. Um, for the show, again, luckily because we're editing, I have all the time in the world to worry about it. There you go. Yeah don't do a lot of streaming stuff so i think the only time i've streamed something we use sirenscape mm -hmm. which is a pretty simple one but otherwise it's like honestly my players can't focus on the music so it, it just, just doesn't really do anything yeah um and half the time i can't get to go through my microphone infra or, uh, software anyway so i'm just like mm -hmm. play play okay never mind i'm not <laughs> doing it <laughs> Yeah, that's one nice thing about Roll20, it, it will help you with it. Like, it's, You can upload everything through Roll20, and then Roll20 will just be your music player if you need it to be. Didn't know that. That's nice. Or yeah, you can, can be play like on Roll20, me. Yeah. <laughs> you can be like me, and we just like make a server, and then we just invite a bot, and that takes care of everything. Yeah, that's the other thing. I, I do I do it one of two ways. If I couldn't I couldn't find one that I could download, so I had to play it like through through the bot. So I use Sometimes I use a bot, and most times I just use Roll20, because Roll20, you can just upload audio files. Because like, I always use... Like standard city ambience, like it's like a crowded marketplace. You use it like every other sh um, like session, mm -hmm. depending on how if you're in town or out of town. So it just save. You can upload it. It can save, and then you can just play it whenever you need it, and just loops. So that's it, great. And then it just you don't even think about it until uh, like we'll be like halfway through a mine. I'm like shit. Why do we still? Why are we still in a marketplace? Crap. Okay, hold on. <laughs> it's like every time I don't even think about it until after a while I hear like a cart go by. I'm like, why is there a cart going by? <laughs> And like, oh wait, I'm the guy controlling it. Never mind. That's funny. I definitely I like don't ever have that better. issue on this stream. Never ever forget about the music on this stream. <laughs> Never. I do like those ambiences better than music a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, especially for like home them. games and stuff. Like, just give me like a 15 minute track of like background noise that I can loop. And I don't know. Like, we're not like super immersive when we play, but it is it is kind of that little extra touch. Yeah, that's why I like uh, Battle Bards. I know I used them on uh, when we did the one shot Luna on oh. uh, How I Nerd for the. Oh, that. Uh, was it its first stack up? Uh, no, for oh, that uh, Kickstarter project we did. Oh, with, oh, uh, oh, oh. I'm blanking on the name. I really love that project. I'm yep. waiting for the book to come in. Uh, Tale, you know, something. Either way, I yeah. used it at the very start. It was like a. You start out on a ship, and I use a ship, like a. Ship pulling in the port soundscape that Battle Bards use and things like that. But yeah, I much prefer the ambience or ambiance. But if I if I can't find it, I just have this generic like background music track that I just have playing. It's just like my go to default. Just in case we need something to beat, not be silent anymore. Here you go. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, like my 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 group and I like we we try to like do not really character voices like i think there's only two of us that really try to like actually get into character and all that kind of stuff the other two are just kind of like well because one one's like a murder hobo fairy bard and the other one's like a bread cat don't ask me what that means um so you know like we we, we try to get into character but um when it comes to like ambiance and stuff like we also don't really care all that much so usually what we'll have is like um i don't know like ambient witcher music playing in the background and we're like ah, yeah that's good enough that's good enough and then we'll switch it to like something battle music when we start combat and like yeah yeah that's, that's yeah, fine sounds good um 
Yeah, we just had another question come up um, to you about uh, music and ambience, so I want to jump to that, too. Um, it was... Uh, Let's see. Where did I just see it? Um, following the music question, are there any sound effects, soundboard, mouth made, or other that people use consistently? Uh, I'm terrible. I do all mine through mouth. Like I just like if I have to interact, I just do it on the fly. And it's probably terrible. <laughs> uh, I thought about using soundboards. I just haven't. There's not enough hours in the day to set up like my entire like stream deck with buttons and things like that. Yeah. It's probably my favorite part about doing the post-production on our show is like as I'm playing, I'll, you know, okay, the door opens and uh, creaks open. And then I'll go back in sometimes and add a legit creaking sound to kind of like enhance. So it's kind of like I'm, I'm doing it, but they're also enhancing or like we've got a character who, you know, will go into rage or use his fighting spirit. Mm -hmm. and so I'll, I'll put a monster modulator every time he roars uh, to just kind of give it that little extra oomph. And, you know, it's time consuming and like, I wish I had more time to do more of it throughout uh, each episode, but that's, I don't know. Those are like, when I was watching Relics and Rarities the first time in the very first episode, yeah. there was a moment where someone smashed a glass in RP and they added a little ching oh. sound. And I was like, that was like the blinds going off of my eyes. I was like, oh, you can do that. Okay, okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, like, um, and again, like, I mean, he, he just left, but David popped in for a second. Um, and like them, like the guys from, from afar, especially like in the, in the later, or I guess in the most recent, uh, episodes, they've been like doing more and more with like changing, like the, like how they add like sound effects and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, it really makes a difference, like for like a, like a, when, like an edited show, I guess mm. rather, um, where like you see it and like they're, there was a um oh well i can't say it it's kind of a spoiler but like it, it, I'll, I'll try i'll try and say it like not so spoily but like there, there's a moment where like he'll he'll he describes like a bunch of eyes opening and then you hear like the like the weird like little squishies of like every single one opening over you're like oh god <laughs> while you're listening to it but it like it really adds to like the mood of the situation and obviously of course like the music and like all that kind of stuff but just even just like the the, the tiny little you know like just the tiny little bits of sound effects like even if it's just like yeah like the the glass breaking or the door opening or like a, a like a weird roar somewhere in the background like that that really really helps enhance the mood and it's really really cool when people do it yeah again for me i don't stream anything or i don't i don't produce any sort of podcast so this is just someone talking about it off the side but uh, i've noticed like in my game when i'm in playing it i don't miss it um, and especially as a DM, I feel like I lose myself if I try to put those things in while we're playing. Um, but when you're listening to like a podcast or something that you're listening like through a phone where you don't have visuals, those extra, like you said, those extra little things definitely pop up. So the little explosions or the voice modulators. But also when I'm watching a live stream, I also don't miss it. But I think it's because you have that visual component. So, mm -hmm. I mean, if we want to go back to like, critical role like they don't put anything in on those but you can see Matt Mercer doing all the things that he does you know the the movement and the explosions and all that but when you are listening to a podcast when you don't have a visual like it does like knocks that really kind of amp up that that extra experience for you I mean it also helps that Matt Mercer is also good at like sound effects yeah, he's like, good he, at sound yeah, effects yeah. Yeah, he's, he's good at making them too so you're like ah there it is 
Yeah, he's a human sound effect. Too. Yeah, I find which ones I'm good at. I just overuse them every time. That's all I do. <laughs> I don't actually invent new ones. Yeah. I don't DM, so I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> that's, DM how I, that's how I get out of it. Oh, I've DM'd once. It was a there disaster, you but I've done it. <laughs> okay. He still did it. Dick. Yeah, that is that is just my my opinion on the matter. Is everyone should DM once, mm-hmm. so you like know how hard once, it yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that I DM'd a system it. nobody knew. So. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. Just make it up as you go. I, that's exactly what I did. It was great. <laughs> so hot hot take, I find it more difficult to be a player than a DM. See, I'm the other way around. More difficult I think it depends to on the game. Play. Yeah, I find it more difficult to role play as a player. Yeah, but I, I think yeah. But the like whole pre- preparation side and then going, "Okay, we have a plan." Okay, that plan is gone. We're 5 minutes in. Yeah. I gotta make it up from here on out. <laughs> like it's just Although, uh, it's definitely more it's work to be a DM, but I think I, I guess maybe speaking specifically to during the game in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, it, and maybe it's just I've been blessed with really good players. But like, there's so yeah. many things where I can just like throw them a nugget and then sit back for seven minutes. Whereas if you're the player, I feel like I'm always like having to be engaged, thinking through the you know. There's so much I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, might just be me, but like, yeah, I, I I find it a whole different type of challenge. I think I'd agree with you there because I feel like, especially being on both sides, like during while you're playing, I feel like the stress is on you. But when you're DMing, the stress is off game, if that makes sense. So it's like always the planning and the writing and setting up the maps and everything else. But when you're in it, you're like, I know what's behind, like I know what's behind that door. <laughs> like, exactly. It's, yep. it's completely different than when people are like, is the door trapped? And you're sitting there going, it's not trapped. Just open the door. Just open the door. <laughs> and you're like, we tra- We want to use mind read on the door. You succeed. You find out it's a door. <laughs> like, like I, I do, I, I do see there is that like a disparity between between the two. Like, and that's what I think like especially from the role play side, it's so much easier from a DM because you can just throw stuff out there and just hope it sticks. But when you're a player, you have to be that single character. As apparently the only person here who hasn't DM'd at all ever, <laughs> I don't know. I just like like the the idea of being a DM just doesn't appeal to me. Just because like one, I'm not a strong writer. I'm more of a visual person. Like I'm an artist, so I, like if I if I were to draw everything, maybe. But like to actually write it out. Nah, I'm cool. Um, and then just like you know, the the pressure of having to create a scene, a scenario for I don't know, like three, four, five, however many people, right? It just feels like way more daunting to me than maybe you guys might feel it is, right? Um, so I just I don't know. I just prefer to enjoy the worlds that was written for us or me or whatever right like i just prefer to be in that world and enjoy the world rather than try to come up with the world because i'm not that creative like i'm 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 an artist but i'm really not that creative (laughs) staghorn in chat just said there's no one lonelier at the table than the dm winston churchill i think i don't know i'm not a historian paraphrase yeah yeah it's daunting and it's not because it's that moment of you just have to really really at the end of the day you just have to have a general idea of where these people are at that time um because i i'm sure you guys can attest this too i have planned out sessions point by point i know exactly what we're gonna do i knew every story point we need to hit okay we didn't even go to that town get okay we're (laughs) i gotta make it all up now so it's that moment of 
you can plan. You just need to know your world, and then just you're role playing with the characters. Yeah. Well, and I'll even say that you you don't even need to know your world. You need to know that town. You need to know that inn. You need to know that room. Because like I think you can run a great one shot by just throwing people in a generic tavern Mm. and being like, "What do you do?" Yeah. Because I think every group is gonna is gonna approach that differently. So like I've got an adventure I'm working on right now that I've run. I think this is my fourth different time taking someone through it. It feels like a completely different module every single time because the players approach it so differently, um, which is such a such a joy <laughs> to, to DM that. Um, but yeah, I think that's the like nothing against like doing world building. I do world building. All my favorite you know people do world world building, but like. I think people forget too that you can just drop people in a marketplace and mm-hmm. see what happens. I mean, I'm not sure. I know Nox, you were part of the one shot we did for Paradise, or if anybody else dropped it in. I mean, a good example of that is I had you guys line up for when you were coming in. I had a few characters and what they were doing there, and I had a big spot that just said they'll figure it out, and then I had the battle. <laughs> yep. And that's all it was. Is that's I amazing. went at this point you guys do what you want to do in this masquerade ball and I'm going to roll with it. Which is how we had Shannon go AWOL and do the greatest thing I've ever seen in a one shot in my life. It but- was absolutely like amazing. I, if you, if you two haven't seen it, I, or I don't know, Luna, did you, did you watch it? I was in and out um, while you guys okay. were streaming it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I highly recommend you watch it. Cause like the whole time, like, I mean, in chat, like you guys didn't see it but like in in our little chat that we were we were like roll like writing in we're all just like oh my god what is shannon doing what is she doing what is going on what is about to happen (laughs) um and it's just it's just it was it was really really fun and like that that's what i mean too right like so i i enjoyed that so much more because i just got to play in it right like if i would have had a hand in trying to come up with all of that it's like i don't know like i just it doesn't it doesn't feel the same to me. Like I, I would much rather jump in there and just portal opened up. Let me just jump right through it. What's about to happen? I don't fucking know. Let's just do it. You yeah. know, like so. It's just for for me. I much rather play in the world. Much much rather play in the world. Yeah. Well, it's a testament to good DMing as well. Yeah. yeah. I also think because I don't think a lot of people. I don't. Know, I think there's two sides of DMs who never want to admit it and dms who would tell you like forthright that most of it is just ad-libbing and being comfortable ad-libbing mm. and just improv like i remember when i my like my when i started my dm journey i was that person that wrote every single thing i like i knew step by step what they were going to do and i wrote out exactly every single step they took and i wrote it for pages and then with like within the first half hour of my first session i had to ad-lib an hour of it because i did not expect them to do something that i didn't plan for and ever since then, I've been, like, prepping almost, like, not less and less, but I prep differently each and every time now. Like, I'm like, okay, if they go into this room, this is the type of event that's going to happen. I'll just go with it. It's fine. Or, like, if they go to talk to this person, this is kind of how they feel, and then I'll just figure it out. That's fine. Like, I started, like, instead of going mass detail, I've been doing a higher level detail, but very, like, varying ways of it to spread it out so I can prep, bri- like, broader, but and not really specifically. Mm. So, like, I definitely think it's... It's something you have to figure out, like when you, especially with your DM style and your your group. Because my group, at least my one uh, offline game, they never do anything I expect them to do. So every single time, I just, I almost had a TPK because I'm like, I'm sitting there going, the fight's gonna go this way. There's no way this could ever go bad for them as long as they do this one thing. Within the first turn, they didn't do that one thing. I was like, well, uh, hopefully they live. 
<laughs> Gonna do much else. Said it on here before, but it's when we're talking about DMs, I will because I will always tell DMs you are not the chess master, you are the shepherd. Mm. Yep. So you can never point. figure out what turn by turn. They're probably not even going to go to the other side of the board. They're going to go play Candyland instead. But all you need to be able to do is say, I need them to get to this point. And they went over here. So I just need to edge them back. And they went that way. It's okay. We'll just edge them back this way and just get <laughs> them to the point they need to get to for the story to continue. How they get there is irrelevant as long as they get there. And I think a big thing is looking for opportunities to to make that that pushing back towards the center line narrative, you know, both feel and legitimately be because of things that they did. So, you know, without spoilers, you know, I had a game recently that was going to be, you know, on our show that they were really not figuring it out. And I was like, I got to get them a hint. And then someone decided to do something that was so off the wall, nine times out of 10, they would that would have always been a failure. But I was like, great, I needed a moment to give them some information. So guess what? You succeed. So they're happy. I'm happy. It was a funny moment. It's just like the more you can help and, and legitimately make it that the players are the ones influencing the world versus, you know, you, like you said, chess master moving them around, the more fun everybody's going to have, the better the story is. The one thing like to remember as a DM too is that you have to be okay throwing away what you have. You have mm -hmm. to be. Because if, I mean, like, uh, for me, I have our entire 1 to 20 planned. I have it planned. And so it's one of those, like, I know that this is going to happen at this point, at around level 9 or 10, this is going to happen, just depends on their decisions and how severe and how good or bad it's going to be. And then they're going to make it to this point. How they get there between, there's little bits and pieces. But... I mean, a good thing is even if my players are listening now, they'll know. Uh, <laughs> my players were supposed to go to the Underdark. I had it planned. There was a big crevice and a mine and there were monsters coming out. Monsters. They're going to go down there and be heroes. Nope. They didn't. They found a wizard. They stone shaped it closed and we were done. I have lost an entire arc and that's fine. Mm -hmm. Because yep. they figured out a better way to do it. And I gave them all the experience points that they would have gotten in that underground because they fixed a problem. So they leveled up really fast. <laughs> but yeah, there's that moment of you guys outsmarted me. God damn it, congratulations. Oh, yep. <laughs> every, D every DM has it where you're just like, you can't do that. And you're like, no, no, wait, you can do that. Yeah. Crap. <laughs> okay, well, next day, let's move on. But yeah, I, I did the same thing. Like, I, one of my, like, one of my uh, next, like, quest change or story arcs, they, they figured, like, it was going to be this plan of a, uh, they they came uh, came across this attack site on a trip. They're gonna. There's the only survivor was a kid. They were gonna shepherd the kid back home. And the kid was gonna ask them to drop him off at home. But little did they know, he was just a ploy for like an evil faction that was gonna kidnap somebody and so on and so forth. It was this big to do. But before they got back, someone decided to read the kid's mind or some, but completely unprovoked because he's just a weird character. And he figured out that it wasn't who he was. And they they caught him and like uh, tried to get some answers out of him and basically killed him before then. So I'm like. <laughs> So then, this, well, because he he was actually an old person, like he was a he was an old gnome disguised as a kid, like he like uh, altered his shape or whatever else. So, so he, killing it, it totally. was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was, totally. he was fine. He he he, had, he was like a member of a cult or something. But uh -huh. but but we ended that session, and I went, my entire quest chain now is invalid. I don't know what to do now. And I'm like, I just completely made up something 100 percent different. I just I just threw everything out and started something new. And then later on, when they finished that arc, I said, you guys realize that when you did this one thing. 
all of this is different now. None of this was supposed to happen. <laughs> <laughs> See, and that's what that's the kind of responsibility that I don't want to have. Like I just You're want there. to I just want to uh, you know and we're we're dropping we're dropping one up in here. I just want to fuck shit up. Yeah, fine. <laughs> I like that plan. I don't, don't want to get my shit up. What you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I like that plan. All right, well we are, believe it or not, at the 1 hour mark. Ready? so we're gonna take a quick break uh we'll be back in you know like five to seven minutes or so and uh give our guests a chance to get up stretch all that good stuff uh refill drinks and um and we will be back uh shortly so we'll see you in just a little bit hi everybody we're waffles maple syrup and we play pathfinder 2e and all sorts of different ttrpgs you're about to listen to our time travel homebrew campaign called time has passed Check it out. Doldrin just comes charging up this way towards where uh, L ran off to and sees that rune still there and Tanigal attacking uh, L and be like, I said the rune! As he just mm. turns charges at it and I again just jumps, leaps, and swings with them all. Why would anybody want to be a human? That's stupid. If... Most people don't get a choice. I mean, but we did. <laughs> <laughs> hey! Oh my God. Wow. So... That's a lot of damage! I have no weapons aside from my body. Oh dear. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> uh... Oh my. <laughs> You see this humanoid shape enclosed in a white robe form in the void of your dreams. As we zoom into where his face should be, there is nothing but blackness. The blackness that leaks from his hood begins to enshroud your mind, wrapping around you in this space. I need all of you to make a will saving throw. And if you like what you just heard, search Waffles Maple Syrup, one word, and give us a subscribe. Thanks. And we are back. And uh, for those of you who saw it, I did throw up a poll um, on the break. And it was uh, the same question that we started with was the, uh, if you could have a cantrip in real life, what would it be? And the winner was, no shock to anybody, Prestidigitation. <laughs> Digitation, man. That's, that's my shit. So there you go. Um, Star and Knox, I'm sorry, I have to get you uh, readjusted back into squares. So that's okay. That's okay. Star, uh, Knox looks like he's on two screens. She so is at like the moment. Yeah, she's just am, that cool. I'm. I am everywhere all at once. <laughs> Here's everywhere the thing about prestidigitation. I would take it in real life. I almost never give it to my characters in game because what <laughs> right? am I? How am I going to feed the boss? Yeah, clean their room. I'm not going to do that. I mean, listen. In in that regard, I have I do give my characters prestidigitation sometimes sometimes, not always. The the one that uses it the most is my germaphobe. Oh yeah. Interesting. So You gotta have a good RP reason for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we went down to a sewer once and they were not having it. I feel like that's a that might be outside the the range of an, a cantrip. But I could see what they'd be like. Basically, yeah. You're gonna exhaust yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the the little fairy bard, basically, um, because she's like a little murder hobo. 
Um, she likes to just dive into blood a lot, and then she has the audacity to try and jump into my pocket ah, for weird. like full cover. And I'm like, no, that's not gonna happen. We're so I like, this. I'm like con- constantly prestigiating her, and then the cat too, the tabaxi. Um, he, there was this really funny bit where um, we we opened this sarcophagus and there was like I don't know some sludge inside, and he was just like. I wanna, I wanna drink it. Let's let's sip the liqueur. Let's let's sip the mummy juice. And we're all just like, no, don't do that. But he dove in anyway. He didn't drink any of it, but he dove in anyway. And my character was just like, oh, and just like prestigitating them constantly. Just like, oh, I can't. No, I can't. I can't even look at you right now. I just had like four things pop in my head of what I would have happened at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, our, our DM is a little lenient because um, the, the guy who'd played the tabaxi, he'd never played D&D before. So he was just, but he's like a silly person to begin with. Like, that's why he made a bread cat. Like, just, you know, let's let's talk about it for a second. Um, so, you know, so he was a little lenient with him in, in that in that regard, but it was funny. And now we just like, every so often we'll find like some kind of sludge and we're like, don't I love first-time players. Mm-hmm. First-time players are my fun. favorite. It's so much fun. The thing about it is first-time players are like, can I do this? And it's like, hell yeah. Hell yeah, you can. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The only thing that you're held by is the rules of what you, your spell and your sword say. It's yep. so have at it otherwise. And what you don't know is that because it's your first time, you're going to auto-succeed. <laughs> you don't know that, but I'm going to do that for you. The first oh. thing you try is going to succeed. Choose wisely. Our DM is not that lenient. Like he he's like he's just like okay it's your first time like I won't have any consequences but you're not gonna automatically succeed, mm-hmm. um so we we've we've lost plenty we've lost plenty um but you know um but it's really fun it's really fun uh, especially too like because he was just like I don't can can you do that and we're all just like yeah fucking yeah, do it do it what uh, was your what was all of your first like oh I can do that moment like when you first started playing role playing games what like do you remember what that was. Hmm. My unfortunate thing is I listened to a lot of D&D before I played it. Yeah. So I knew a lot of the rules beforehand. But I think it was at one point, it was a little bit later on in our game, because again, I should surprise no one, I'm a little bit of a rules lawyer when it comes to being a player. (laughs) In a good way. (laughs) Both of us, like, it works for both of us. Um, But we had that moment where we actually came up on a group of, like, a zombie horde attacking a a group of soldiers. And it was, like, 200 zombies. And I was like, I have Channel Divinity. I don't know if I can do enough. And the DM went, you know, if if they're all looking at you, it counts. If they can see you and they can hear you, Channel Divinity works. And we're like, really? And so I had a a druid that was playing with us uh, that... Uh, a gnome druid that liked to ride on my dragonborn's back. That's just what he did. So we hopped on her back and did thunderclap and all the zombies looked at us and I went, yes, channel divinity. <laughs> That's amazing. And my, our DM took his dice. He's like, I'm going to do it in tw- groups of 25. He's like, roll, roll. roll. <laughs> it's like, so what does it look like when you wipe out 200 zombies? Like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's amazing. That. So yeah, I that was that. probably a bar. We can do that. <laughs> um, I don't even. I don't really remember because um, I I haven't really had much of a chance to play many games. Um, but like I, I've played a few, but they've all been like really really short lived. 
games. Um, so I don't really remember because it's always been like a bunch of little firsts. So I like I want to say like maybe when I was like this druid and I was just kind of like, can I talk to like a plant or something? Yeah, and I didn't yeah. really have much of like a I don't think I had like a a spell for it. I might I might have, I'm not sure. But like we were like in some dungeon and there was like some vines and there was like a bunch of dead people. So I was like, can I just like talk to the to <laughs> talk to the plants and see if they know what happened? And then we fa- like we found out what happened because like the vines had like soaked up the blood and like he gave it some like weird magical bullshit explanation. But like yeah, that's how we figured out what happened in the thing. And I was like, <laughs> oh, shit, that's weird. It's such a simple thing, but it's just yeah. so cool because it's like you know, that's that's where the fantasy intersects mm. and you're like, oh, yeah. wow, okay. Mm-hmm. I have to think in a way I haven't thought in a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a high magic setting. It'd be different in a low magic setting. But I, I remember, and I think when you said Druid, it put a light bulb in my head. It, even if it was after I started getting into TTRPGs that I thought I knew everything, I remember we were in a dungeon trying to solve a puzzle based on like a priestess of shadow or something. So everything was shadow puzzles and things like that. And like we were trying to figure out how to get the right shadow for this right shape to open a door, and our druid was like, "I turn into an armadillo." I'm like, "What? Why are you turning into an armadillo?" And he's like, "I curl up into a ball." Is it the right size? And we're like, oh, "Okay." So, <laughs> like, and the DM is just like, "It is the right size." I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> so after that, like, I always just think about that. I'm just like, "Oh, I didn't think we could do." That. And then, the, then he's like, "We got into another counter." He's like. Okay, uh, I guess the the we had a fighter or a barbarian who had to speak with animals, rambling because very human or something. I don't know. He he was able to speak to him, and he told him to kick him at an enemy. So he like punt kicked him at an enemy, and he turned back into his regular form. He's like ah, and like, <laughs> <laughs> he's being like flung at him. Crazy. I love that. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Like, really I think it takes like someone with imagination to like really motivate other people. Like, like I never thought I could do that with, even though I know that ability is really great. I never thought I could do that with it. Right there. That's, that's the crux of what we were talking about earlier too, because everybody talks about the imagination of the DM and like the DM becomes this celebrity, you know, the Matt Mercer thing mm-hmm. of like, Oh, I want to watch this show because the DM and I want to watch that show because the DM and there is creativity there, but then the way the players bring their creativity and mm. solve problems in ways you you never would have thought of, like that's that is incredible. Like the armadillo mm-hmm. thing, like there, I'm sure there were 17 other more logical ways to solve that problem. <laughs> Probably, <yeah. laughs> but that's what they came up with. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like being a player because then it's like I am. Uh, like a, a limited right like I, I like to think about like okay well how how would we like how would my like germaphobe like half orc figure this out right so it's like okay well first they would try to press digitate the lock before touching the lock and then like trying to like figure out like oh is the fairy small enough to fit through the lock like that kind of stuff. so it's, a, it's like it, like I love looking at whatever like puzzle I'm presented and like trying to figure out in character what would my character do to solve this essentially um so yeah yeah it's, yeah my character so that I back oh go ahead no you go ahead you had a different you have a story that goes along with it <laughs> yeah, so um I have a character that I play in our Wednesday night campaign and um back before it moved over to this channel we were running through part of the storyline and um, it's uh, (laughs) my character is a ranger 
And um, so she has, you know, several skills and abilities and whatever. And so she, um, the there were people in the town that they were in that were trying to, like, give out this meat. And we were just like, like food for people, which was like, oh, that's so great. They're giving out food. But then, like, as we were kind of getting to know the town a little more, we were like, something seems really off about this. And so we were at the tavern that we were staying at. And we said something like, you know, can we just see, like, before you cook this, can we, can, can we see it? You know, could you bring some out to the table so we can look at it? And were those people at the restaurant. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but we were trying to figure out, cause we knew that they had gotten this meat from the place that we were like trying to investigate. And so, <laughs> um, my ranger was like, can I use my uh, knowledge nature skill to figure out whether or not this is an animal that they are claiming it is or if it's what we suspect it to be and he's like it was (laughs) but that was just it like I was like can I use my knowledge nature to figure out whether this is animal or human meat and the DM was like yup actually that's a really great idea and i rolled well enough and uh that was how we were able to confirm that this is yeah this is not yeah this is not animals (laughs) you determine that this meat tastes like a steve (laughs) (laughs) yes yes i got the spit take Woo! okay bye everybody i'm out Oh no! Uh, that was oh, wonderful. I appreciate you. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Oh, oh my god! Oh, I want to hang that on my wall. <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh god! That like went up my nose and spit that <laughs> out. Oh my god! <laughs> Oh, Lord. Um, Okay. Moving right along. (laughs) Um, We actually have a couple other questions from chat that I do want to make sure that we get to. Um, One came in, uh, and these actually all came in before the break. So one came in from Nick, relic underscore know your role. Uh, Are you superstitious about your dice? Do you put them in jail when they misbehave or are they just math rocks to you? They're math rocks. This is probability. This is there. There is the, the superstition is fun to play up, but they're they're math rocks. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm superstitious, but I definitely don't like people touching my dice. Um, yeah. just just because, like, I don't know. It's just like, like, just don't touch them. I don't know. You, you got bad juju today. <laughs> I don't know. Just don't touch them. Um, I don't know. There, there, there's some level of like, okay, I'm not gonna roll too many times because I don't want to like accidentally roll all my luck out, you know. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. Just it, it's it's like fun to participate with it, you know. Like just to be like, oh, like ah, oh, you know, like these are these are bad. I'm just gonna chuck them. Yeah. Uh, put well, them in dice jail. I but, wasted like, that d20. Yeah, 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 exactly. But then also, I'm like, I don't know, like the levels of like, um, I don't remember what the stages are, but like when when you have like so many, um, dice goblin. 
yeah, that the dice goblin. So I'm a dice goblin. So it's just like, okay, this one's not working out. Like, just like toss it. I have another one anyway. So it's like, I'll, I'll just yep. like, you know, do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're just they're math rocks. Uh, I don't know. I'm taking, uh, especially with like like all the stats courses, everything else I've had to take throughout like my math career. And at this point, I'm just like, it's all statistics. It's all random variables. It's all we're just all particles and galaxies just floating around. It's fine. Like it all bashes off of each other anyway, so it is what it is. Like I'm like oh, I take the same dice. I'm like, up, oh, it's a one, man. Up, oh, it's another one. Eh. Like I don't know. It never really bothered me. And plus, like especially with doing everything electronically now for mm. all sorts of reasons, it's like you go into roll twenty and you're like, roll. Well, I can't really change them out anyway. I can change the color, but eh. Like at the end of the day, it's just like hey, it's all just luck. See, I say that I don't have any superstition, but now that I think about it and I, and I think about the <laughs> Dice Goblin comment, I have one set. Not, I, I own more, but I have one set that I use and I line them up and I always roll my advantage and disadvantage with the same dice twice. I don't have two D20s. So maybe there's more more superstition that I'm letting on. <laughs> do, you, do you have any idea how crazy that sounds to me? <laughs> like, I only have one set. I'm like, are you they're my dice. They're my dice. I have five I sits setting right in front of me right now, and I don't. And I play online, so like I don't even use them. They're just sitting here. <laughs> These are just the ones that are sitting just in the dice tray. I have. That's more than you need. I don't know. There's yeah. one set. I think one, I own two, one set, four, maybe five. one and a half sets. I'm sending you some dice, Atomic. I have I have seven bags. No. Bags of I have one. I have one full set, so that's one die of everything, and then I have one pack of extra, like themed d20s, and that that's all I got. And I've never rolled them once because everything's online. And it's just like, eh. Like I follow dice creators all the time. I'm like, I love these dice. They're a hundred dollars. I don't like these dice anymore. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's, I see that. Uh, I'm like, I'm the opposite. I'm like, these dice are a hundred dollars. Can I? It's a good how deal. I, it's a good deal. How, yeah. how many tests can I get? Yeah. No, not even like how how many commissions do I need to do to get them? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So I'm literally like I'm sitting here and I'm just looking. This dice bag alone has five sets in it, <laughs> and then I have another set right here in this. Yeah. So <laughs> I enjoy when people give them to me. I have lots because I've been gifted them. But yeah, couple sets. It's. It's in my mind, I know they're just math rocks, but there's still spirit. periodically stuff pops out. It's like, nope, nope, this one's cursed today. Yeah. This one's cursed. Which, in the back of my mind, knows something about the way the dice is made and the way I'm rolling it today is just not working out. Yes. <laughs> but there's things like, when I start, I have five D20s. I just have those just in case we get into monster battles. And I have, okay, this one's for this one, this one's for this one. So I can roll them all at once and I'm, you know, ahead of the game. But there are times where I'm like, you've given me a one six times in a row. You're just done for the day. And I'm just going to move on. But before we start, I roll all of them if I'm a player. Because I do have them all when I'm a player. I'll roll all my D20s. And if any of them get a one, they're out for the day. <laughs> yep. I've, I, and I know it's statistics. And I but know statistically, it's that's the one you should use. I know, right? I'm going to give you a 20. Yeah, I'm going to go the other way. Yeah. It's all bell curve. Yeah. yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I just, I don't know. D20, isn't it technically all 1 in 20 per chance to get it on every single roll? Well, yeah, so every, every number is, is, is equal Everything chance. in the world not a 50-50% chance. Yeah. It either yeah. works or it doesn't. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I guess, but I just, I just like the shiny clack clack. Yeah, that's all that matters. If it makes you happy, that's all that matters. 
Yeah. But if you yeah. have multiple sets, having superstition of the once you roll a one, you're done kind of gives you the reason to use more. Kind of. Yeah. The only <laughs> the only reason like the only reason why I would ever have more dice would be like if I'm a rogue and I have to roll like twenty d six for a sneak attack. I'm like That's I don't want to roll the yeah. same d six over oh, and over again. That those aren't even counting the d six I have for the rogue spell I just slots. was playing. Oh yeah. There you go. <laughs> I know. So, uh, I'm so excited. My, I don't even know where my dice are right now. Like, uh, they're, they're probably still packed somewhere. I don't even know. That's right. This was the most moved. hotly contested poll we ever ran on our Twitter. Was as a DM, when you have to roll a ton of dice, do you roll them all at once and make a big sound, or do you roll them one at? Oh. A... All of them at the same time. Oh, you think it would yes. depend? I would say I'm all not, at the same time, but that's just for efficiency. I'm not patient enough. <laughs> you know, to roll I will say one at a time. It depends. If we are in person, you get the drop. Because in my group, we play online, but we're still doing physical dice rolling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, am I gonna do like if I'm in person, I'll do the drop. But if I'm by myself and we're doing it online, you just see the microphone. I think the one at a time is more effective. Just that bump. Bump, bump. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's because you're trying to scare people. See, I find yeah, multiple dice at once. <laughs> I find multiple dice at once to be more intimidating because if it's just one at a time, I never know if they're just rolling for the yeah. sake of rolling or that's if true. they're the secret DM. Yeah, the, the behind the screen, or you just like you randomly roll a dice. They're like, what was that for? Like, it was nothing. No one just just keep playing. Yeah, and just like. But if I hear I mean, like sixty twenties hit the table at once, I'm like. Oh, shit. <laughs> Something's going now, down. <laughs> I think that's a new idea. You have to do the massive DM, like, roll behind the screen. And just like, nothing happened. Just, it's fine. It's like, <laughs> like, oh, that's interesting. Like, what is? Like, uh, nothing. Going. Yeah, open the door. It's fine. Uh, don't worry about it. Don't DMs, worry about I think that door is fine. That? Have you ever done that just to mess with your players? Like you're not actually rolling for anything. You've just exactly. rolled. Like, just, just, to, just to stress them out. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's fun in person. When you just roll or that's die, sweet. like. That's what Star does. That's cruel. That's because then, like, you can take a completely normal room. You can just do that once and be like, "Oh, it was nothing." And then they'll they'll trap check everything, and for no reason. I do it when they've been going on for fifteen minutes about a door, and I'm getting bored. I just roll it. Yep, you just put it. Oh, guess what? Now the door's a mimic. Surprise! (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna push you to figure out what you're doing as quickly as possible. I'm not gonna be like, "All right, guys, come on, come on, come on." But I will roll a dice. Um, because you never know something might be sitting out there waiting for you or it's just kind of but there's also this point of I do it also so when I'm actually making a roll you don't know So Nox is so upset with all of us right now <laughs> um, do, like that because like my, my DM thankfully he doesn't do that why because that raises my anxiety so high that I'm just like I can't do this anymore sorry guys I'm out <laughs> peace out I'm, I'm gone I can't. No, I, I can't handle this anymore. But if I know I have a player that's that way, I will use it more strategically. I yeah. Won't, I won't do it as much. But there's also the thing, like, I want to kind of roll it back to when we said we roll it one at a time. You go, that's mean. Yes. That's kind of the point. <laughs> like, if you are up against a storm giant, mm-hmm. I want you to be afraid of this thing. And that can be a technique of actually kind of setting some of that fear into the player. You know, so that's like... It's very easy to just be like, oh, it's just a game. You know, we're not actually fighting this thing. But all of a sudden, when reality mm. starts to kick in a little bit, you get a little less reckless and a little <laughs> more. Anxiety starts spiking. Hey, I, I find for that, the best way to enforce that is to bring an NPC who can die and have them one shot him. 
Like, you're fighting a Stormlord. He puts the club down. He splats. Oh, crap. This is serious. <laughs> Whoopsies. <laughs> like, or you go, oh, God, that's so many dice. I need an electronic dice roller. I don't have this many physical dice to roll that much damage. And they're like, excuse me? They're like, just give me a second. Eh. <laughs> What's really, or ones that I've done before that's actually a little funny is, oh, crud, I don't have enough D6s. Can I borrow yours? Uh, that's a good one, yeah. <laughs> that like, that oh, is borderline, no. that's borderline <laughs> evil right there. Uh, I mean, again, I'm so thankful that my DM's not like that. I mean, he's also, he's also a dice goblin, so he has like, <laughs> a, like, I think he has more dice than anyone I have ever met in my life. Like, he could open up a shop with how many dice he has. That's, it's insane. That's crazy. I'll say this on this end, as a DM, if you actually have a player that this actually, like, knocks, that this actually physically hurts them, don't, don't do that. Yeah, don't do don't that. Yeah, definitely no, don't like, do that. This is all in good fun. fun. Yeah. Like, this is my little way of stressing you a little bit. If I'm actually causing you distress, I'm going to stop. Yeah, I mean, I, I say that, and I mean, like, of course, like, you know, like, we're playing the game, so, like, do whatever you want. Like, it does physically pain me. I'm not gonna, like, freak out and just, like, <gasps> you know, like, flip the table or anything. But, like, <laughs> like it does, it does kind of, like, makes me, like, you know, like, your mm-hmm. my palms start, like, going crazy, and I'm like, oh, no, what is he doing? What is he doing? What is he doing? And then I start looking through, like, oh, my God, do I have enough spell slots for whatever fuck is gonna happen like do i like am i doing okay like what what's mm-hmm. what do i have like do like what are we doing where are we positioned and then i start like kind of thinking a little too hard yep about the situation so it's like so and i've, I've told my dm this kind of stuff and um you know he's he's like he, he he's he is cruel in other ways <laughs> um but he doesn't do the dice stuff just because of that like he'll just surprise us with it He'll just yeah. like he'll just get us with it, and I'm like, okay, cool, that's way better because like I can just focus on what we're doing right now, and I don't have to like arbitrarily like meta game think about it. Yeah. I just kind of roll with it. To give you a fun level of stress, not a yeah, stressful exactly. level of stress. <laughs> Exa- yeah, that's never the point. You never want you want yeah. a game to be fun, but you never want a game to be painful. Like, and you gotta be point. careful not to cry wolf either. Like, I remember yeah. like when I first started DMing, the first four bridges my players came to collapsed underneath them. And it was like, you know, okay, now on bridge number five, they're not yeah. going across that. Never going across even though it's completely yeah. safe. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you gotta, you know, it, it's fun to have tricksy things happen, but you gotta also balance it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One thing I just started doing with my home game is uh, all death saves. I roll behind my screen, so no one knows if he's if they're how close they are to death or life. So I just roll behind my screen, like, oh, that's interesting, and then they just keep going. That's so mean. They, they That's a, a bridge too check. far. <laughs> they, well, they have to do a medicine check to figure out how, like how many saving throws they failed or passed. Oh, okay. Like that. If, but, if you give it like the option to figure out, like, well, for yeah. them to, like, and to be fair, they all agreed to it. I said, "Who wants to do this?" They're like, "Oh, that sounds like a cool idea." I'm like, done. Okay. Let's do it. Like, I, okay. I never do. I never put in rules like that without everyone's like approval of it. But okay. I, just I was going to say, like, if you're idea. just doing that, I'm like, no. Like for anyone out there, play with you, my guy. <laughs> whoever wants to do that, it's a fun little homebrew. But it just like it just keeps attention a little bit more in in a combat. We'll admit the meanest thing you can probably do as a DM is do a roll, whether or not you're actually rolling for anything, and then say that's interesting, <laughs> and then just continue on. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's, so cool. that's so funny. I've had a DM do it to me, and I have done it before. It is the yep. meanest. Aww. It's like the bullying mm-hmm. cycle. You have it done to you, and then you do yep. it. Per- you perpetuate yeah. it on your players. You have to break that cycle. 
<laughs> I learned it from my father. Oh gosh. I learned it by watching you, Dad. <laughs> if only my dad had played tabletop games with me. Oh, yeah. Well, that brings us to another uh, good question. Speaking of, uh, uh, you know, non D and D games, getting into stuff like that. Uh, Zeal Zaddy wanted to know: Would you run or play in a non D and D slash Pathfinder campaign? I actually saw that question, and it's funny. When I had my podcast, I tried to run a subsection TTRPG like uh, show off of it. Went nowhere, but it was fun for a while it lasted. It actually was a uh, Warhammer uh, Dark Heresy TTRPG. So it's a Warhammer 40k TTRPG, but I've played in other ones. I'm going to be DMing a Star Wars FFG uh, game that's going to be on this channel. So I, I definitely like them. Like, I actually wanted to do a Vampire the Masquerade. I really want to do a Vampire Masquerade stream. Yeah, if anyone yes. out there is looking to do one, please, I would love to jump onto that one. All too. right. I think you found I, your party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to do I want to do Call of Cthulhu. Like, I, there's so many games I want to play. I, I own so many books, the Shadowrun. Like, I want to do all of them. Like, I would completely want to do it. Like, we even thought about having, like, a, an epi- like a, a, like a one-shot, like a two-pager series, right, Luna? Like, we mm-hmm. thought about having a two-pager series where all we do is just bring find a different two-pager and try it out and just see what it's like. Yeah. So I, would totally, I would love doing that. Yeah. I think that would be super I've, fun. I've never played Pathfinder. I have, uh, I think, the 3.3 or 3.0 or whatever it's called, 3.2, something like that. Um, I bought it off a friend who was, like, selling. He's like, I don't want it. And I'm like, all right, cool. Um, it was a lot thicker than I thought it was going to be. Um, but Pathfinder's I, a lot of rules. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I've never played Pathfinder, but, like, Waffles and Maple Syrup, like, they they play Pathfinder. And I know and I know um, you guys on, on Shared Experience also mm-hmm. play Pathfinder. Yeah. And it yep. seems really fun. Like, it's, like, it's more... Like, there's more rules, yes, but it seems more ad-libby. So if I kind of makes sense. Yeah, it does. I adapted to it pretty quickly because my my intro to TTRPGs was D and D three point five, and which is very similar to Pathfinder First Edition. Like some of the mechanics work slightly different. Um, we play First Edition on Wednesday nights. Pathfinder First Edition on Wednesday nights, um, and so I find that the mechanics are. Like, some things work a little differently, like sneak attack works a little differently and other things like that. But the overall, like, feel of it is very similar. So it was it was pretty comfortable for me to jump back into that. Um, but I would absolutely... I've played... Um, I've played Fate Accelerated before. I've played the Quest RPG system, which is a super simple... Like, if you just are looking for some like a really simple game to you know use for more storytelling and rp purposes um i've played uh um savage worlds that's a great system and adaptable to savage worlds is really cool yeah, yeah and that's a system not a like a it's not a setting it's a system so you could adapt savage worlds the savage worlds rule set to like any any setting that you want um one of the sci-fi yeah yeah, everything i actually did it as a a savage worlds world of darkness crossover so we use the savage rules rule set in the world of darkness setting so that was really cool 
to try Call of Cthulhu. I don't know. Like, I am not a horror movie person, but uh, the idea of Call of Cthulhu sounds so awesome. So to much me. fun. Mm. Um, it's I just so play. opposite of what I'm used to. Like, I love to be a battler in D and D, so I feel like Call of Cthulhu would be a very good change for me. <laughs> because Funny, I can battle, I can see that. Yeah. Um, but I know also like Luna and I played uh, Mictum. Yeah. I think this is it. Mictum. It's it's German. It's German. I can't say the in German. Um. But that was a lot of fun too, because that was like D and D is usually very set in like this this dark, foreboding the world is going to end type of adventure, whereas Mictum is like you're a hamster yeah. with sentience, and you're gonna do like it <laughs> I was love so that. awesome. It was I so was great. An angry hedgehog. Yep. And it was awesome. And I was like, with the combat wombat. Combat <laughs> wombat. Combat. Oh, is that where the combat wombat came combat from? Yep. <laughs> yeah. So. Like, it was an, it's a nice change of pace to go to Mictum. And it was, I would advise anybody, it's really easy to pick up. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I've never heard one, of them before. One of the things we've talked about with our show and just the world that we're building with, with all our different series is, is this idea that, like, we play D&D 5e, but we aren't beholden to it as far as, like, our story world. No, no matter the mechanics because mm. I want to build a world that is you know Tolkien-esque and a world that is large and I want to do shows eventually that are set in different parts of the world that use savage worlds or you know there's a little clan of vampires somewhere that we that we run you know masquerade with or something so like for now it's been all D&D 5e um, but I want like I actively want in the next year to expand that to new systems which means I have to go learn new systems which is yep. <laughs> its own thing um but like I think good storytelling like doesn't you know these these are all just frames for the picture right mm. and like you, what you put in that frame is what really matters. Yeah, that makes sense. I've played the Fate system before, um, only once though, because um, there was like a group of, of of people that were like, oh, we're we're gonna like try this out and see how it goes and. Um, we played, we, we did like a how to train your dragon type of Ooh. Uh, oh, that's fun. scenario. Yeah, that's like we amazing. each had dragons and we were all Vikings and like we had like this little mystery thing and um, it was it was a fun little one shot and it was an interesting like how like, like I think it was like one to three is something, four and five is something else, six, seven is something else, eight, nine or whatever. Um, so it was, it was a really interesting system. It was very like easy to pick up, but I mean, you could literally make any kind of story with it so yeah it's really interesting i know one game that atomic and i have talked about in the past too has been um Inspir isles which is yep. a indie game that was uh funded on kickstarter which should be coming out i want to say it's like in january that it that it print that it prints soon. yeah it's coming up soon um, and the creator actually uh, is interested in sending us a um, like a play a play test to stream on here, which is going to be really kind of fun. Um, but it's a little indie game that actually, depending on if you're in the U.S. or Great Britain, it will actually use American Sign Language or British Sign Language as part of the system. So you actually will learn some sign language through the process of playing the game which i think is is really cool so i'm excited for that um but it also it's more sort of like 
uh, sort of like the system that Star and I played together. It's a little more like it's not quite so like death heavy and you know like end of the world kind of stuff. It's it's a little more lighthearted than that. Um, and the creator's really nice. Seems like a really nice guy. <laughs> Has anyone tried? Uh, I don't know how you pronounce. It. I think it's pronounced Wild Revere. Oh, I've never tried it, but I've seen seen it. Like I've seen people play it. Yeah, because they 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 tout it as a as a a, a non combat game, hmm. uh, oh. like still a TTRPG, but no combat and kind of a little more. I'm not gonna say cutesy because that that that's not you know. I think it's a very legit game, yeah. but like I think just a little more of a soft, gentle, more exploratory type of thing. I've been wanting to try it for sure. Cool. What was it called? Uh, Wild River, but it's like W Y L D R I V I R or something. Like it's it's an interesting spelling. I will check it out. How was that? <laughs> There, yeah, Nick just put it in chat. W-Y-L-D-R-V-I-R. Yep. That is interesting spelling. Okay. And I feel like there's a pronunciation that I'm not getting right, because I look at it and I go Wild River, and I don't think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry, Wild River folks. But yeah. <laughs> nice. All right, well, let's see. We've got a few other questions, too, that have come in. So, um... Let's see. Ashmore DM, have any of the folks here adapted mechanics and storytelling tools from systems other than D&D? We were sort of touching on that. I haven't played D&D up to this point, except for playing Mictum once. So it's I haven't been able to really adapt anything from other TTRPGs. Hmm. I've played a lot, but I don't know if I've adapted. That's the, like that's the trick. Like that's like the the crux of that question. I don't know if I've adapted anything from them. I know I didn't personally. I played in a bunch, and there's a lot I like, and I've thought about trying to do things like that or make my own. But I definitely haven't yet to this point. There's so many different types of systems: D100s, D20s, D6s. I mean, there's so many kinds. I've homebrewed. A bunch of stuff and we have a whole bunch of homebrew in our show but i mean it's still within kind of the box of of what 5e kind of presents you um i have been playing in someone's home campaign for 3.5 which has been super interesting because um i mean like i know there's similarities and still DD. it feels like a whole different game mm-hmm. um and there are some mechanics that i think are really really good um so i i think i'm planning on merging a little 3.5 into my 5e going forward um but it's it's still D&D so I'll play whatever the DM puts in front of me so I mm. <laughs> All right well there you go <laughs> Uh let's see Beast Wolf would like to know what character are you supposed to play as a new person to D&D? For example, a barbarian or what? Beast Wolf is very new to TTRPGs um, and just joined my uh, my community, this community and another community that I'm in um, and recently and is interested in learning more. So what would you recommend for a brand new player? A ranger. I think a ranger is one of the best. Oh, I see that, Knox. I see that. <laughs> 
I love rangers. I can't control my face, dude. I can't. I, I think that a ranger is great because there's already a lot of, like, for most people, a lot of literary references, like the Aragorn type character. Mm-hmm. Like, so you, from an RP perspective, you can kind of get an idea of where you're going from. And then it's also, like, you can play it as almost a strictly martial class, but you can dip your toe into spell casting. Mm-hmm. And so for someone who's maybe a little intimidated by the amount of spell casting that, like, a wizard or bard would give you, but doesn't want to just completely do barbarian and only hit things. I think a ranger is a really good middle of the road option. I, I, I mean, yeah, I can see, I can see that with the points that you've given. I just, I don't know. Like I would, I would probably go more the, um, either a fighter or a paladin just because you get kind of the exact same, uh, thing with a fighter. You just get the chance to, um, like feel heroic, I guess, because you get like the extra moves and the extra like you know the extra swings and the extra attacks and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then it, it, it scales even more; like they become so much powerful, like in in later like, later levels. So for someone new, I would suggest them to play a fighter just to get that like just that feeling of like of of being a hero. Because you can go Eldritch Knight and get um, some spellcasting if you yeah. want. Exactly, too, right? So it's like you 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 get those in the later levels. So like for for me, I I would definitely say either fighter or paladin for sure. Um, paladin also too, just because they're they're more hardy and you can always help with like healing a little bit. Like even like if you know if everyone's kind of feeling, um, and if they don't have like a proper healer or something. Um, so it's 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 a little it's a little bit of both, but I do see the ranger. I do see the ranger like the way that you you. I I, I yes, we will agree to disagree. I, I agree. <laughs> I, think, I think the problem with the ranger is that they have a cruddy capstone, so people like throw it off completely. Where it's like, a, yeah, a, a ranger is a powerhouse in all honesty. Like if you go a martial fighter, you are a powerhouse of damage. But getting back to the original question, <laughs> I have a really hard time with this answering this question. Because in my opinion, it doesn't matter what one you take, it gets extremely complicated as you go. Mm -hmm. So, like, people see that, oh, you're a barbarian, so you just smash things. It's like, you also have rage. You have to decide if you're doing reckless attack. You have to decide Mm -hmm. if you're using the totem. You have to, like, there's things that happen no matter if you are just a There's more math with a barbarian than any other class. (laughs) Yep. Uh, If you're a this. Yeah. Yeah, so it's one of those of... I think it's just you need to decide as a new player if you would prefer to be a striker or if you would prefer to be a magic user. If yeah. that is, then I would say if you want to go striker, I would agree and go fighter or barbarian. If you want to be a caster, I would say go cleric or wizard. Just keep them simple because they're very straight down the line. But yeah, if you want and you don't know, a ranger is a good choice and a paladin is a good choice. They're all going to be complicated as you go down the line. And they all start simple. So you just have to decide what you want to play, <laughs> essentially. So I have a hard time answering that question. So essentially I didn't. But <laughs> well, on, on that note though, like even even for a spellcaster, I would almost even say warlock. Just because they get that chance to just like you know just short rest more spells short rest more spells like they get the chance to really get a feel for spell casting in like a kind of like a, a faster way almost um i mean they're all complicated really all the spell yeah. are also really hard but 
if I had to pick like a, a like someone's like, oh, I want to play a spellcaster, go warlock. And we'll 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 you know figure out the details of your patron and and all that stuff later. But like, this is where I disagree with you. Ah, <laughs> here we go. But, I was say, no, go I'm going. I was gonna say. Well, I think another aspect of this you have to decide is whether or not you want to be if that new player is comfortable RPing or just combat. Because if someone just wants to be in the background, never talk, just whatever else, okay, yeah, you know what? You can do a fighter, you can do a ranger. Like, you can just be someone who is going to be safe in combat, but you can, like, watch from the sidelines and just take everything in. If you want more complexity, you can look at your uh, subclass and things like that. But if you want someone that is just, like, I want to be someone that mainly just role plays but does nothing in combat. Like, you know, there's there's various aspects of new players, because, like, I know, uh, you know, do you do you want to be someone who does all of their contributions through RP or all of their contributions versus combat? Because you could even say that, uh, you know, uh, rogues do, like, everything. Like, you could literally do, like, a certain rogue, and if you wanted to, you can have a touch of just about anything you want. You can be an arcane trister rogue, and yet you can get some spellcasting, you can sneak everywhere, you can have all your proficiencies, you can be a skill hound. I mean, it, it all depends. So, like, it, it, I think it, that's the other part of it. It's like, Whenever I've talked to newer players, they always seem to be like, I want somebody who, when I'm in combat, it's super easy, very straightforward, I don't have to think much about it, and then in roleplay, I'll just be a personality and that's it. I don't want to do much. So, like, so then that's when you can get into like the the, the, the fighter or the barbarians or things like that. People who just, uh, I know what I'm doing in combat, each and every combat, and then I'll figure out the roleplay separate. So, uh, But I also think it depends, because like, I don't know. I... I I always like having some flair to a character, so it's like that's why it's always hard to say like, well, you could do a wild magic barbarian and just, who knows, just do whatever you want. Like it's it, it really just depends. Actually, going to change my answer. I'm thinking Ooh. about a little bit more. <laughs> um, if you want, right? No, yep. if you have <laughs> a player who doesn't know what they want to play, striker, magic user, whatever, have them be a war cleric. Yep. You oh, have. Yeah. Every yeah. single martial ability or martial, um, you can martial weapons, you can use simple Richie weapons, you have all the armor classes, you are a full striker and a full caster. Yep. It is a hell of a mess with its channel divinities because they're not great, but you have full spell casting ability. You're a healer, so if you need direction, you just heal, and you're also a striker, and you have no limits to what you can wear and use. Go. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I'm changing my answer. War cleric is the. I mean, I, I definitely character. agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Like, at least like in in the sense of like, if I were to really like bring someone new, I would try to give them all those options, and then just be like, just pick one. We'll roll with it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> all learn right. it no matter what. So okay, just... I got. But I have to give the gimme answer that everyone should have gave at the very start. Do okay. whatever class you think is fun. Every class you're gonna have fun with, just play it. Because legit, all... even the worst class like Warlock can be a ton of fun. Wow. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, it is <laughs> on. Oh, like, sting. Like, oh, yeah. Fine. I mean, honestly, I've never even played a warlock, to be honest. Um, just because like I'm I'm I love personally the sorcerers. Like that's my favorite class. Yes. Um Everyone has one. Everyone yeah. has one class that they're like, this is my baby. Don't want to yeah. say anything ugly about my baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone does. 
pretty much. They have the class that they it. love and will defend to the death, and there's one that they hate. They won't say you can't play it, but they'll tell you it's the worst one. It's I mean, so. I don't hate I don't hate any of the classes. Ranger is like my least favorite for sure, but like it's not that like it, I, like again, I've I've never played them. Like I'm I'm mostly like a spellcaster player. Um, like only recently I just made a rogue the tiefling rogue that i played on stars one shot and my centaur cleric like those are the first two of those that i've ever played in my life so it's like yeah i'm mostly spellcaster anyway i tried to play a paladin once that was based on 1980s shira it did not go well (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was funny oh i just have to go ahead and say relic i completely agree with you clerics for life (laughs) <laughs> and on that note we are actually at the point where we need to start wrapping up <laughs> oh. I know I know it goes so fast um, so I'm going to have everybody just go around and remind us of who you are and where we can find you online and uh, we're going to go in the reverse order of we when we started so Nox we're going to start with you <laughs> hi I'm Nox you can call me Nox Batty Nox you can call me Batty, either one. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, uh, Twitch, all under Nox Batty. I do art for D&D podcast streams and uh, uh, supplements. Uh, if you are interested in getting any art done, let me know. Hit me up on DMs. You can email me if you want to also as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, just hit me up if you need anything. I stream Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Um, so if you want, come hang. Cool. Well, thanks for coming to hang out with us tonight. And um, I will I will definitely uh, talk to you soon and uh, see you on your stream at some point. Hell yeah. yeah. Christmas is coming. Right? Uh, let's see. Andrew, let's go to you next. I am Andrew, the DM and showrunner for The First Watch, which is a multi-camera actual play on YouTube. Uh, We're expanding into podcasts and other fun stuff in the near future as well. So you can find us on Twitter and Instagram uh, at First Watch Show and then YouTube slash uh, The First Watch. I think just The First Watch. Yeah, you can find us there. Yeah, we've got a lot of fun stuff coming up, and uh, we are excited to be working with a lot of really cool people in the community. Um, This has been a super big honor and a super big privilege to get to know so many wonderful people like all of yourselves uh, as we've kind of gotten into this. Uh, So yeah, we're excited to continue the journey. Please check us out and uh, send us a message if you want to chat about uh, D&D stuff. All right. Well, thanks so much for coming on tonight, Andrew. Um, Like I said, it's been so nice to get to chat, like actually in you know, see you and not just talking sure. via tw- Twitter. So, For sure. yeah. Uh, Atomic. Hey everybody, I'm Atomic Zero, uh, or you can just call me Atomic. You can find me on my own stream, which is twitch.tv slash Atomic Zero. I usually stream once or twice a week, depending on availability. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter at TTV underscore Atomic Zero in the Shared Experience Discord, also in there all the time. Uh, I'm on the Spice Must Roll, which is hosted on the Astro Pub's Twitch uh, channel, Saturdays, 2 p.m. EST. Currently doing a mech-based game of Stars Without Numbers. And soon to catch me on the Shared Experience channel, doing the uh, Star Wars FFG Edge of the Empire show that I'm calling Ripples in the Gray. So please stay tuned for that. Excellent. I am so excited for that Star Wars show. And uh, and I caught some of your stream on Saturday with... Uh, 
with the Astro Pub, and it, mm. what I saw was a lot of fun. So I hope that goes well for you guys. Oh, it's a zany campaign. Uh, yeah, it seems it. <laughs> and Star, let's go to you. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, where I do my daily D&D magic items. A little bit of an asterisk behind the daily. It is not daily, but we it started out that way. Um, and also, coming in the new year, hopefully I will have some supplements up on DMs Guild. So I was hoping on that, but otherwise, uh, chat me up on Twitter. I love talking about D&D and TTRPGs. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming to hang out as well. It's been super fun getting to have you on again, and and uh, now you can add another one to your counter so you and, and Shannon can keep your uh, competition going. She's going to beat me. <laughs> I know she is. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Well, now that we're on Sundays, it's a lot harder for her to get here because she's Ooh, literally true. running from stream to stream. So we tried it last week. It was it was rough, <laughs> but we made it happen. All right. Last week and she's like, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was funny. It was good, but it was funny. Um, all right. Well, this is the Shared Experience channel. This has been another episode of Tales from the Tavern. You can catch us every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, right here um, for our TTRPG and all things nerdy roundtable discussion. Uh, you can also catch us on Wednesday nights, uh, same time, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, with our 50 Shades of Crimson campaign, which is a first edition Pathfinder campaign. We've got some other fun stuff coming up in the works as well. Uh, we also have, um, I'm excited to say that Tales from the Tavern is also now available in podcast form. It usually takes, um, you know, there's a little bit of editing and stuff like that. So it's usually up about a week later. Um, so if you want to ever listen to a podcast, if you miss an episode or anything like that, you can look us up wherever you find your podcasts. And we're currently in the process of converting all of our um our 50 shades of crimson into podcasts and getting those up on youtube as well so you can look for us in a whole variety of places um and i think we're going to we're gonna go raid somebody let's see we're gonna go raid our good friends beard and bride they're playing some jackbox games tonight um if you don't know who beard and bride are they are a husband and wife duo they do a lot of streaming um, for charity. So, um, you know, feel free to drop in, say hi, uh, maybe pull up a seat in one of their Jackbox games and, uh, and, and share some love and, and all that good stuff. So we're going to do that. I'm going to toss that raid over and I hope you guys all have a great night. Bye everyone. Hey, Bye. Bye. thank you. We hope you enjoyed the conversation from this week's Tales from the Tavern. If you'd like to catch the video for this conversation or any of our actual play campaigns, learn more about our cast members, or find out about interacting with the staff and cast of Shared Experience Productions, please visit us on Twitter at Shared Experience RPG. That's Shared E-X-P-R-P-G. Yay!